Hello, everyone. My name's Hank Suttala. And I'm Casey McBride. And a special guest, Michelle, with Crystal Skull Mana. And we're here with another episode of Stir Crazy Shamans. So I'm very, very excited for having Michelle on. If you haven't seen her online meditations or met her in person, she is like the keeper of the most beautiful and ancient crystal skulls, not just crystal skull mana, but I, I don't even uh, dare I guess how many skulls you have at this point. <laughs> well, I uncovered two more yesterday, so it's up to 23. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> cool. And so why don't you tell us uh, just to get started a little bit about yourself and how it came to be that you ended up having this passion for um, working with the crystal skulls. Oh, sure. Um, it's really kind of strange because I was never interested in crystal skulls. I've studied so many different healing modalities over my lifetime. I mean, I've been interested in healing since I was a child, you know, reading actually shamanism books, you know, um, the weird, the weird girl at school. And um, <laughs> I just, I just never really was interested in skulls. And then one day, I my a friend of mine moved to Florida, and she kept on sending me messages. She's like, you have to come visit me. You have to come visit me. And, yeah, yeah, I'll come, you know, and then always something happened. And then one day I was sitting there and I was actually in a shamanism class online and I got go to Florida. And I thought, mm, yeah, okay, I'll go to Florida. And then I got, again, you need to go to Florida this weekend. And I was like, what? Like, like whatever, you know. And then I, I, I literally heard something calling my name, and it said, "Michelle, you need to come to Florida this weekend." And I was like, "Okay." I mean, now it's using my name, whatever this is. So I'm like, "All right, now I'm listening because you're saying my name." And um, I texted my friend and I said, "Hey, I have to come to Florida this weekend to visit you. I have no idea why, but I'm." <laughs> are you are you up for it? And she's very much like me. And she's very spiritual. And she's like, "Yep, come on down." So I I that was like a Monday, and I bought my ticket, and I was down there on Thursday. Um, she picked me up from the airport, and she said, "I have this shaman friend. You have got to come and visit him. He's so cool." Um, Jeff Wheeler from the Village Mystic down in Bradenton, Florida. And hey, Jeff. And um. So I, I went down there and I, I saw Jeff and I, I met Jeff and I saw his shop and he is the keeper of two very ancient crystal skulls that have very loving energy. And he took me in the back room to see them and I just started to cry. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is like, I don't know what this is, but it's really powerful. And he said that, you know, that weekend he was having a crystal show and my friend had never been to a crystal show. I'm like, oh, God, then we're definitely going. So fast forward a couple of days, we go to his crystal show. We're standing behind his booth. And I see, well, I can show you what I saw. I see this. And I go, it's on a shelf. I go, what is that? And he takes it off the shelf and he turns it around and he hands it to me. And it's this. And I took it and I went, 
oh, it's a spell. Nope, don't want that. Here you go. You can have it back. Thanks. <laughs> you know? Not into it. And so we put it back on the shelf. And he said, um, hey, Tuesday night, we're doing like a spring equinox meditation with the crystal skulls. If you guys want to come. And we decided we were going to come. And then um, Wednesday morning, I was leaving at like 7 a.m. So Tuesday comes. And I'm sitting there with my friend. We're talking about going to the to the shop for this meditation. And I looked at her, I said, I have to go this morning. I, I don't know why, but I need to go there this morning. And she said, take my car and go. And I went and I showed up and Jeff looks at me and he's like, hey, aren't I seeing you later tonight? I said, yeah, I have no idea why I'm here. And um, and he says, okay, well, look around and you know see if, if anything jumps out at you or if anything comes to you. And as he's walking away, I said to him, do you have that crystal skull that I saw the other day? And literally I was like, who in the world said that? Because I didn't, wasn't thinking about this skull at all. I'm like, where did that come from? And, I, and he's like, oh yeah, I haven't even unpacked it from the van yet. And he leaves and I'm so like tr in the question of what the heck just happened? Like who said that, that my judgments couldn't come to the forefront and he came toward me and he hands me this skull art who's my first skull oh nice and um and i looked in in art's eyes eye sockets eye sockets <laughs> and, and it literally felt like when i look at my dog this unconditional love and i looked at him and i said oh my god i think this is mine and he's like okay and and he goes, well, do you know how much it is? And he had been taking the price tag off the bottom. I said, no, I didn't even look because I didn't want it, you know? And he thought for a minute and he said this amount, which was literally the amount that I had in my checking account at the time. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, well, I guess this is supposed to be mine. So <laughs> I brought art home with me. And, um, and the one thing that's really interesting is if you see he has like this heart, this brown heart on the side of him. Oh yeah. And I, I got home and I looked at my dog and my dog has a brown heart on the same side of him. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and and that was the beginning of all of it. <laughs> so do you think it was art that was actually like calling out to you? Like, Hey, come pick me up in Florida. Yes. 100%. Uh -oh. I think I froze. Yeah. Oh no, you're good. You're not frozen right now. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, I froze for a second. So Casey, why don't you ask a question just in case? I okay. <laughs> so I'm curious now um, because I'm familiar with communicating with, um, you know, the spirits of uh, like, you know, plants and animals and, um, and even some inanimate objects, but I've never worked with crystal skulls. So maybe you can touch on a little bit about just uh, what in particular makes them uh, so magical uh, for, for you and for others. Sure. Um, so crystal skulls, since I, I, since art came into my life, I really have started doing some research on crystal skulls. And it's fascinating to me because I've always been interested in Atlantis. And that's where the idea of crystal skulls and healing originates from. The, the legend is that there, there were 12 temples in Atlantis and each temple was powered by a particular crystal skull. And they're, they're different 
you know, there are different minerals. You can have different crystals. So one may have been amethyst and one may have been clear quartz and one may have been citrine, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they held the energy of that particular healing temple and the um, Atlanteans programmed them with all of their information, all of their healing information. And then when Atlantis fell, the crystal skulls disappeared. They went to all you know, different corners of the earth, wherever they ended up. Now, some people claim that they have an ancient crystal skull from Atlantis, and that may well be, but there's really no way to scientifically tell that um, because you can't date a crystal. <laughs> you know? Like Mana, who's right here with me, she's 44 pounds. She's, um, I, you can't, how long did it take the earth to create this crystal? You just don't know. Um, they have attempted to do that by trying to see what kind of tools the skulls were made out of. So they can, they can kind of, kind of tell like, okay, well, these markings indicate it's this type of tool and this type of tool didn't come into being until, you know, this year. So this couldn't possibly be a skull from, you know, ancient, the ancient world. Uh, but then there's the Mitchell Hedges skull, which has, nobody knows how it was made because it's almost impossible to have created it because it's cut against the grain of the crystal. So there's a lot of mystery surrounding them, but the idea is that when the earth has reached um, a certain point in its evolution, the 12 crystal skulls will come together again, and there will be a 13th skull that's in the center that will connect them all and will, will release the information that they hold and make it available to um, the general public. And what I've been getting from my skulls is that that's happening. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Look at these parallels. We were just talking yesterday about all of these um, prophecies uh, from indigenous people all around the world that we are in the, uh, the prophesized or the foretold times um, of like mass awakening and the evolution of the planet and all of that. So just another parallel there. That's amazing. And I didn't, um, I've got a goosebumps I, as we talk about this too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, and yeah, I didn't know, uh, I didn't know any of that. So that is already, uh, uh, these crystal skulls, um, uh, seem a lot more magical to me, even after just that little introduction to them. Um, now, the Atlantean thing I'm interested in, because um, in my journeys, now, I don't really know all that much about how people explain Atlantis. I know it's an underwater kingdom or world that was said to exist. Now, in my shamanic journeys, I've been to uh, these, like, entire, uh, like, vast cities or kingdoms uh, in these, like, underwater worlds, and so I wonder if if that if that's not like the energy I was or the places I was visiting were similar to um, like Atlantean uh, work or energy. Yeah, very well could be. I mean that Atlantis is Atlantis and Lemuria are ancient civilizations that were known to be incredibly advanced, and um, you know I think that their information, the reasons that they dis dissipated is my word, they didn't disintegrate. The reason that they dissipated is, you know, because they, there were certain things going on with the energy at the time. And I feel like we're moving, we're in that time again, where it's important to know this information so that we can um, learn from it and do things in a different way to facilitate a different outcome. 
Yeah. Like it. And I don't know if you know this, Michelle, that the reason I, I was kind of like Michelle, I never had any interest in crystal skulls at all. And then uh, it got us elite. They ended up getting this one um, lava rock skull. Originally it was for sale, but it, it's been a store piece ever since. And the, from the second they brought it in the store, I just kept hearing a thing in my head, epe, 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 and it would turn out to be the name of the skull. And it wasn't until we started giving a little offering of tequila that he calmed down and chilled out, but he was very talkative. <laughs> And that was my first experience in, in starting to kind of get into um, skulls, and I have my own little collection behind me. I always forget which ones. So I have my little guys back here that are chilling with us for today. <laughs> yeah. Well, if anybody has a crystal skull, too, I know, Casey, you said, and and um, Hank, we've worked together mm -hmm. doing meditations and things with the crystal skulls. It's amazing. They add so much healing energy. Um, the, the cool thing about crystals is that they retain experiences because they're programmed with information. So every healing um, meditation that we've done with all of them, and my spells have participated in way over a hundred <laughs> things collectively, yeah, they, they, they not only radiate the, the intention for the healing that they're participating in at the moment, but they also continue to radiate the intentions that have been put into them. And all, all the skulls that I've worked with in my collection, uh, my intention was I, I called to me skulls that want to participate in healing. And so my agreement with them is that I will um, partner with them in healing and facilitate them doing that. So it's good to have an intention if you want a crystal skull to hold an intention of what you want it for, and then the correct one will show itself yeah, to you. They definitely have their own unique personalities, which I have discovered. And yeah. some are cool with being alone. And there's like one that's like, you can't put me on camera. And yeah. it's, it's really interesting. And I know you have a story about Mana uh, wanting to go to Florida again or something. I forget exactly, but going wow. through the airport security. Yes. So after I after art came to live with me um it just i started crystal skulls started coming to me like i didn't have to look for them they just would pop up and i was like oh hmm, are you mine and um and mana showed herself to me and i just thought never in the world would i be able to afford a crystal skull that's this magnificent and somehow i did um and she came, she came to me. I was so excited. I'm still so excited to have her. I, I want to show her to you. <laughs> she's yeah. So, she's so big. Let me see if I can lift her up for a minute. I don't want to put my hand over her mouth like I tried before. There she is. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's quite a workout. <laughs> um, so, so she came, she came to me and I thought, boy, that the mailman is probably like, what in the world is this woman getting delivered to her house? You know? Well, I didn't realize you ordered her through the mail. I always thought you got her in person and like had a commute with her back. No, no, oh. it was really very funny. Um, but then I, she wanted to go to Florida because most of my crystal skulls have gone back to Florida to sit with the ancient crystal skulls that Jeff has to attune to their energy, um, which seems like a good time to say that they do have energy um, bandwidths. So modern crystal skulls have like six energy bandwidths. It's almost like, you know, 3G, 4G, 5G, different lanes in a highway that information can travel on. But the ancient crystal skulls have 18 bandwidths. 
And when you sit a modern one with an ancient one or one that's been attuned, it will open the modern one up to more bandwidths of information. So, which is why it was important for Mana to go back to Florida, uh, to go to Florida. So fascinating to me. I, oh, I'm very excited <laughs> that you're on. Uh, but uh, so, so sorry. Continue first. <laughs> okay. So she's telling me, Mana's telling me she wants to go to Florida. I was like, all right, you know, let's. I don't know how the hell I'm going to do this, but <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> so I, I found a suitcase to put her in my carry-on, and I thought, all right. So I put her in my carry-on, and I'm like lugging her through, you know, the carry-on's like a certain amount of weight, and then she's 44 pounds, and I'm like dra dragging this carry-on through the, through the airport in Cleveland. And I thought, hmm, when you go through security, <laughs> the security was like, um, what is this? I just was up front. I said, Hey, this is a, um, this is a 44 pound crystal skull. I'm taking it to Florida to sit with a shaman and his ancient crystal skulls to get attuned to the energy. And the people were like fascinated, but, um, they were looking at it. And of course you can't x-ray a, a rock, you know, a stone, sorry. A crystal. <laughs> and so, and so they, they were like, well, we can't, you know, this is solid. We can't see through it. And I was like, I looked at Mana and I said, you, if you want to go, you need to start advocating for yourself because we need to get through this in order to go. And so they called the supervisor and the supervisor, you know, took her out of the suitcase and was looking at her. She's like, well, you can kind of see through this. I said, yep. She goes, it doesn't look compromised. I said, it's, she's not compromised. And they let me go through. And um, we went to Florida and I put her at the beach in the water because at that time Florida was having like the red tide, which was really disturbing. And she wanted to go to the beach. She wanted to go in the water. And we took her um, to the beach, which was quartz crystal sand. And I put her directly in the water. And there's some pictures of that on um, my Facebook page. Uh, and she was healing the water putting healing energy into the water. And it was so interesting because then a white feather washed up on shore right next to her. And I thought that was so neat. Um, and then she told me she wanted to turn around and face the beach. And I was like, okay. So I turned around to face the beach and right then this, um, these horses with these riders went past and they were taking people into the water for healing. And I, and she, wanted to see them and i didn't even know they were there it was just the coolest thing ever <laughs> oh that's amazing i love that you have such an incredible um uh, like direct clear line of communication with your crystal skills um i know some people uh, really struggle to get past like those barriers and and it is an art i think for us to learn to translate the energy that we experience from spirits or, or whatever crystal skulls whatever it is uh, to translate that into words like english that we're able to understand um so that definitely shows a certain level of um uh, uh energy control and understanding to be able to do that Oh, there she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to bring it up. So we got we got a picture of Mana at the beach. And there's like a little, this is all from uh, Michelle's Facebook page, uh, Come Home to Your Heart. And it looks like you had a little setup for a meditation here, or it was uh, having a powwow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's her sitting with the two ancient crystal skulls. The one on the right and the one on the left are Asuka and Zaska. And those are the ones that are owned by, um, or 
care the caretaker is Jeff Wheeler over in um, Bradenton, Florida, and he travels around the world with them. He's been on TV with them. They're they hold very loving energy. Um, that is a Nomali stone, that one in the back, that's kind of a rustish color, which if you look on ancient aliens, you can, um, you know, watch a show on Nomali stones, very loving energy. And then the other one the, is the one that looks very, um, you know, otherworldly. That actually became my crystal skull from that, from that event. Um, that one came home with me eventually. That's a that's a, uh, a blue amber crystal skull, and awesome. that that one's amazing. That one told me that its name is Pioneer, and I said, "What is that?" It's Pioneer. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, very interesting. And they do t they'll tell you their names if you talk to them, you know, they're beings. And if you want to develop a relationship with them, you can, it's, but it's just like developing a relationship with any person. You have to have conversations with them as yeah. you know, and you have to talk to them and ask them questions and they'll tell you, and you know, and they have different personalities. I have one skull that I kept asking, are you mine? And it said, no. And I was like, <laughs> I, I feel like this is my skull though. And then I went back and I'm like, are you mine? And I got no, like a really like clear cut no. And I looked and then I went back for the third time and I said, you are mine. And he said, well, I am now that you claimed me. And I was like, oh, yeah. Um, and he came to me and he didn't want to go in the case. He wanted to sit on my dining room table and observe what was happening in my household. Um, and it, it's only recently that he's wanted to start. In fact, the HHH psychic fair was the first time that he wanted to be out in public. Um, and he came out in public and then he just told me his name and his name is Draco. He's telling me, I can tell you, um, his name is Draco. And I said I, that maybe that's why, because he was afraid he wouldn't be accepted you know. Oh, it's interesting. I, I don't think I've ever heard that story because the name Draco is very significant to me with some of my, uh, the things that I work with. So it's like, wow, that, what a little coincidence. Wow. <laughs> isn't that interesting? Synchronicity. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And some of my skulls have like just told me their name right off the bat and other ones are like more secretive. And it's, it's interesting how, how that, well, they all have their own little personalities and some, I guess, are shyer than others. Yes. Oh, now I want to talk to some crystal skulls, man. <laughs> I haven't I, talked to one yet. <laughs> and I, I think Michelle already knows this, but um, like before I even knew Michelle really doing all the crystal skull things, um, I was doing a sound uh, experience with Max to crystal skull. And while I was setting up, I've worked with him before. It was like my second, like the second year I had done a concert and I just got this impulse. I need to build a skull Mesa. And I'm like, I do. I'm like, okay. So I, I started getting like these little skulls and I had them sit with Max and people had brought skulls from all over the place that had sat with the other ancient ones. And I got that these little skulls were like learning from all the big skulls. And I made it, in, I put it into my Mesa and they sat in my Mesa for over a year. And it was when Michelle did her first crystal skull event at the center, they were like, we need to come out now. I'm like, okay. And so I took them out and I made this cool little grid that we put uh, around. I, I forget where we put it in the room, but it was like this really cool effect of them all kind of having this information exchange. They were sharing all the ancient knowledge they had gained from that event with all the other skulls. And they just, it was a really fun time. 
I just had this sort of thought come in of um, uh, like a crystal skull because crystals, like you said, they hold information and experience and energy and, and they not just, they don't just hold it, but they continue to work with and generate new energy. And um, I just had this sort of, I don't know, I'm trying to put this into words, which just came through from spirit to bring up, but um, almost like how our brains are like this really advanced neural network that allows us to communicate and all of this, that a crystal skull might be similar in a way uh, in that uh, they are these advanced physically structures of crystals, but then because of the uh, energies that they've been introduced to and that people have programmed in them that they sort of take on their own um, consciousness and become their own entities. Yes, yes. And you know, that's why crystal skulls are such amazing crystals to have in your collection because there's a thing called shape resonance. And Casey, you you totally brought that up. We each have a skull and these are shaped like our skulls. So they have a particular resonance with our um, intellectual, you know, our, our minds. So we can communicate, it facilitates communication with them. And exactly what you said, that's, that's exactly right. Now, that brings up a question for me, because one of my favorite skulls that like the second I saw her, I'm like, oh, I know she's mine. And it was the first skull that I ever got like an, an immediate name. Hey, I'm Silka. But this is like a little dragon skull that yeah. I had gotten. So like the resonance is totally different then because it's uh, a skull of a different mythical creature or whatnot. So it might have a little bit of a different uh, energy from communicating. Yes. But see, the skull holds the brain in every species. So because we all have one, regardless of what species you happen to be, it connects us, you know, even if it's not exactly the same shape. So it's really cool because you're connected with the dragon energy through her. Is that the one that you most recently got? Uh, it is, no, that, that one is the one that's shy. That's uh, I showed you at the beginning. That's my most recent. Um, and then uh, she was one that, that's the last one that I, prior to that one that I got. And then the one that was gifted to me at the same time, this was um, a little over, you can't really see it in the camera, but actually you can, you can kind of see that rainbow sheen. It's yeah. a rain rainbow obsidian and it just has all these cool effects in the side. Yeah, that one's really cool. Has that one spoken to you yet? Yeah, I call him Papa. He, he's oh. like a, a really good connection for me and Papa Legba, which is one of the um, deities that I work with from one of the African traditions. So. Yeah, he's cool. I like them all. I, like, I never thought I was going to be a skull person. Then here I am. I'm messaging Michelle. I'm like, I, I got another one. I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't say no. And she's like, I've been there. I know. I know. Well, your your dragon one. I saw her. You let me hold her, and yeah. I just love her. She has such loving energy. Oh, and she is a healer. Like every single client, like she's like, oh, put me on their heart. Like uh, I, I end up letting her work on them and she's doing her own thing, uh, facilitating change and healing. So it's pretty cool. It's like I got a whole team of healers in my office. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. And that just, yeah. the, the, the dragon thing brings up in these readings. I've, I've been doing a lot more readings than I normally would uh, these, this past week. And uh, uh, a couple of people I've communicated with have had dragon spirits with them. And they were like, oh, yep, I know. Like that's, that's, that's my dragon. And um, so I think that was an interesting little parallel that your dragon decided to come out. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, I, knew, I had them all in the back anyway, but like I wasn't sure if I was going to bring them up. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to show her. She's like such a social, the most social skull that I have. Yeah. She's very, she's very healing, very heart centered, that yeah. one. 
Yeah, but then there's even synchronicities. Like my very first skull ever was this little one. Do I have them here? Einstein. Yeah. So this was like my very first one that I got from Goddess Elite back before I really knew what skulls were. And I, I got it more because it was Chinese fluorite than a skull. And uh, while I was working on someone, someone I heard, I need to go home and work with them, but don't worry, I'll be back. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I basically gave it to my client and said, bring it back when you're done. And it was like three years later, finally came back and she named him Einstein. And uh, she didn't know, but I co-authored a book called Me and Mr. E, which was channelings from Albert Einstein. I'm like, well, I wonder if that's where these came from. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting about that is that there's an ancient crystal skull named Einstein too. Like somebody has Einstein and that's, they consider Einstein an ancient crystal skull too. Oh, wow. I, I got goosebumps as he said that. Yeah. <laughs> How does really it get better than this? <laughs> yeah, really interesting. And uh, the thing that I want to mention too that keeps coming to me, like say that, is that you know when we talk about the the ancient crystal skulls coming together, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're physically coming together. They could be physically coming together, but energetically, their energy is swirling. You know what I mean? Like they're they're coming together energetically to help in at this time in our evolution with this planet. Right. And just with all the ceremonies, like what you do and what I've done with Max, it may just be that all the people who have touched all 12 of these skulls because of the inner relationship of the events that they attend and bring their skulls to that can, they've been connected again or are being connected again. So maybe that's part of it too. Oh, someone was saying, uh, Amber was just sharing that she saw a video about the lady with Einstein. So apparently you can, uh, go look some of these things up. Oh, I love that profile picture at Ewok. That's awesome. <laughs> that's <cool. laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. That, that just totally made my day. I... <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Amber. Cool. Is any, like for people that are watching this and like they're getting excited now about crystal skulls, uh, what would be your advice pointers, if you will, about how to go about starting your introduction into working with them, if anything? Um, well, first, like I said before, I would hold an intention of what you'd like to use the crystal skull for. That way, the crystal, a crystal skull that wants to be utilized in that way will um, show itself to you. Uh, and then also ask if you if you like one and you're not sure, you can ask the skull, are you mine? Because they want to be with certain people. And sometimes, you know, just like crystals will come to you so that they can get to someone else and that's okay that's not a rejection you're you're being the avenue for something amazing um, but you can ask and ask more than once like I said with my crystal skull Draco I asked three times you know the first two times I got a no and I was like uh, yeah you're definitely mine um, and then and then also um, I was going to say you can research like what type of crystal kind of fits what you want to do, but they know and they'll they'll show themselves to you. You don't have to get that in depth with it. It just, you know, and then once you get one, um, talk to it and treat it nicely. You know, if you like a person. Yeah. If you don't talk to it and you like let it sit in the corner, they'll go they'll go dormant. And then um, what Mana has told me is that that the um, how do I want to put it? The entity, the energy that resides, the energy, thank you, the energy that resides in the crystal skull, um, if it's finished 
working with that person and somehow that person doesn't want to give up that object the it's they're almost like um like hermit crabs where they can change change houses mm. so that that energy could choose to move elsewhere into a different um vehicle i was going to ask that if um if these crystal skulls uh, if uh, beings that uh, existed uh, outside or separate from the crystal skulls can come to inhabit them and use them as like a ve almost like a body, like we have our physical shell. Yeah, I mean, so I, when it, it's a real interesting thing, which is why you want to have a conversation with the skull that you're interested in to find out who it is, you know, what it wants to do, if it wants to come with you and work with you. Um, and when I went to go see the Mitchell Hedges skull in Lilydale, that skull was a very different feeling from the ones that I saw that I met in Florida. Um, that one, when when I was in the, in the presence of that one, and I took Mana to, to kind of attune to that too and connect with that one because they're all connected. Um, that one was more like a transmitter to me. So it was almost like there was, there were other things that could, that could watch through it, that could speak through it. You know, it wasn't that, that those things were necessarily inhabiting that skull. It was more like that was a communication device, which could be the 13th skull, you know, in the center. I don't, I don't know, but it, it was definitely a very different a very different feeling. Just like we can be mediums and intuitives, perhaps the consciousness of the skull could be the same way to bring through other beings and things. So. Oh, mm -hmm. that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> things that make your brain go. <laughs> I know. And I'm really curious about this, the whole, um, uh, the bandwidths thing, because uh, now for me, um, I'm the type of person when I find something, especially, some sort of healing tool that I'm really fascinated with, like herbs. Uh, I, I love uh, certain herbal medicines, but I'll go out and um, next thing I know, I've spent like over a thousand dollars in a very short period of time on whatever it is. <laughs> so I'm a uh, crystals in not just skulls, but crystals in general are something that I've yet to actually really get into and work with for healing. Um, because I know as soon as I do, I'm going to like, all my money is going to be gone. Yes. Oh, I, I hate it when Melissa goes to the gem show and comes back. Cause I'm just like going in there. I'm like, Oh man. I, and that's why I I'm lucky that I still got the one skull. Cause I'm like, I'm done. I already spent like almost a thousand bucks. I'm like, I, I can't possibly buy another thing. And then the, the, that one just kept calling to me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but but that's also a sort of in, a little bit kept me from really researching um, uh, crystals. So I'm really fascinated about learning, um, like you said, about these bandwidths uh, that that they sort of uh, uh, operate on and all of this. If maybe you can touch, expand just a little bit more on uh, some of that. Yeah. So, um, so the the new ones, I guess the the ones that have been around longer, that have been carved into this shape longer than other ones um they they have absorbed more energy they've they've recorded more events you know it was really interesting actually at um at the hhh show that i did with with hank um mana was on the table and this woman came by and she 
started seeing like all these underwater creatures and she was describing them. And literally the week before I was watching on TV, this underwater show and they were talking about how aliens could be among us in the underwater world because there's so many strange creatures that do so many strange things. And she was basically saying what the show was saying. And I was like, Oh, Mana was watching TV. <laughs> Seriously. And this woman is picking up on that. But that's a very important thing because what we allow into our consciousness programs us just like these skulls are programmed by their experiences. So it's so important, 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 important to be really conscious of what you allow into your mental space. Like what, what you watch on TV, the music that you listen to, the, um, the, you know, the videos that you watch, so many things. And it's funny because recently I've started, when I, when I watch TV now, I watch it, it's, it's a weird thing. And I just talked to my friend about this. I watch from a different perspective. Now I'm watching it from like, oh, that person could have acted that a little bit better. Like I'm very aware that they're actors and I don't get real involved in the show anymore. I couldn't agree more with the um, being careful about what we consume as far as media and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, people are becoming more aware of like, you know, it's really important, the food that we put in our body and all of that and making sure we're eating good, clean food. But then um, but a big part of diet is the mental diet. What are we consuming as far as, like you said, the movies, the TV, the music we listen to? And um you know, I just see certain people who aren't really conscious of the way that uh, these things are affecting them. And then, you know, uh, get people that are just always focused on the negative and depressed. And then it's like, what music are they listening to? And they're listening to these really depressing, you know, angry songs. And mm -hmm. um, uh, so, yeah. So, and that's something I've been uh, very sensitive. And I, there are some things I'm conflicted with because, um, uh, like, you know, mostly if I'm going on, like, you know, say YouTube to watch some things, I like to watch stuff about like manifestation and possibility or like shamanism or something I'm really interested in. Uh, but then like, as far as TV shows, like there's this one show, I love Vikings. And it's a, it's a lot, it's a, there's a lot of like violence in it. Um, so part of me is like, I don't really want that energy in my space. But, um, but there's a lot of really cool stuff that happens. They touch on the spirituality. So, but I guess I am, I'm just a, uh, but I, I think we also need to not be, because I'm the opposite. Some people are just, oh, just consume whatever. And I'm almost uh, like an energetic, conscious germaphobe at times. Not really, <laughs> but but sometimes I'm just so hyper aware. I'm like, ooh, what is this doing to my field that I'm mm -hmm. not aware of? Um, so, but so I need to remember it's okay to enjoy right. some, some Well, things. And if you're watching something consciously, like if you're watching something that has violence or whatnot, if you can do it from a place of consciousness and be in mm -hmm. a space of allowance and non-judgment and when have I done things like that that I need to forgive myself for, you could use things like that as a tool for healing. Or, yeah. or if you learn, learn access bars eventually, one thing that we do on our practitioner nights is we'll put in a movie like Gaslighting or something else that will cause people to get triggered while you run someone's bars and it brings up even more implants and things that can get released. So it could be a tool if you can look at it in the right way. Oh, wow. That's the right awesome. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's all about being awake when you show up for it. I'm sorry, Michelle, go ahead. No, you're totally, you're a hundred percent right. If you just hold the intention that your mind absorbs 
what is for your highest and best good and you let go of the rest, you don't allow that into your field, you're a sovereign being. You have complete control over yourself, which is, I think, something that people are coming into awareness of slowly at this time. You know, it's your choice. You have the choice. What do you want to allow in? Just because you're watching it doesn't mean that you have to let it in. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then if you do, like Hank said, if it triggers something in you, um, and then then you can pod and pocket, you can just say, I, you know, I forgive, I forgive this in myself, I release this in myself, I forgive this in humanity, I release this in humanity, you know, just that kind of thing, for sure, be conscious. And just to create context, since you actually use part of the clearing thing, pot and pock is short for point of destruction and point of creation. Mm -hmm. And in general, it's whenever you bring up an energy and you pot and pock it, it's where are you destroying yourself as an infinite being to fit into the box of limitation that you're experiencing? Or where are you creating lies of illusion and, and things that you're buying into to be an allowance of the limitation that you're choosing? So it's all about stepping into your power and getting rid of the things that aren't allowing that. That's the short version of a much longer access concept. But yeah, just wanted to throw yeah. it out there because they say if we ever use it online to give us some context, so people are just like, what? <laughs> well, it's funny because I've used access bars on some of my skulls before. I've asked them if they wanted Ooh. that. And said, Ooh, yeah. I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. oh, I know what I'm doing later. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. That's uh, kind of have to. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's great. <laughs> so, I, just, I love this co-creation here with you guys. It's so fun. Like, oh, it is. So connected. Yeah, and we definitely, uh, you know, we do this right now every day because of the stay-at-home order. We're planning on doing it as long as we can every day, and then as things get to whatever the new normal is going to be, as often as we can. So I'm sure we can have other opportunities to have you on and do different things. And yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I just. So before we came on uh, for the show, that when I had Mana in Lilydale and she met the uh, Mitchell Hedges skull, and I after we met, after I met her, um, we went to the the medicine wheel, which is the the circle of tree stumps there, which is magical. If if you haven't gone to Lilydale, anybody who's watching definitely go no i'm not getting anything from saying no. that other yeah. than it's totally amazing the medicine wheel was actually built as one of the school projects for fellowships of the spirit one of the classes built that um it was one of the um, bots just in, in case you didn't know it was i think sig lager yeah. had helped with it or was it ed mcgaw i forget one one of the uh, faculty helped with it but pretty cool stuff well it's amazing and i i love being in circle casey and i were talking about that a little bit earlier um but you know, which is why when we do the meditation, we sit in a big circle all the time too. But um, I put Mana in the center of the circle because I just wanted some clarification on some things that I had heard with uh, through the Mitchell Hedges skull. And she channeled a message that I have not even read since I wrote it before, right before the show. And I was getting to um, communicate this message in hopes that it would you know, be something valuable to the people who are watching. So if you, is that okay to yeah, do Yeah, absolutely. That? Please do. <laughs> okay. So I'll, I'll hopefully I'll get this, you know, this will be easy to read. I read it once before, um, but it's kind of, 
Uh, and this was a channeled message basically for Mana or? This, yeah, so after she met the Mitchell Hedges skull, I immediately took her to the medicine wheel in Lilydale and sat her in the center and I sat on the outskirts of the circle. And I said, can you, can you just clarify or, you know, and what do you have for me? And, and this was like, basically, this is what she told me. And this is not how I speak. So um, this is from Mana, if that makes sense. So this yeah, was yeah. August, August 3rd, um, 2019. And she said, the world is another construct for us to locate ourselves as a pinpoint. It is actually non-existent in the terms in which we have defined it. It is infinite as above, so below. The ground beneath our feet is something we can feel. Below the ground, we have constructed a center, so there, and she center, so there is an end. But if you examine the oceans, they're infinitely deep. Therein lies the secret in the water, as space has no constraint and is free of a finite form, so is the earth. Although we have constructed it otherwise in our teachings, this is so we can locate ourselves, ourselves in space and time, much as time does not exist, and yet it does exist in, in infinitum, infinitum, such as we exist beyond our bodies. Our bodies exist as points of expression. We have infinite points of expression as we have infinite timelines, infinite other lives and all infinite existence we wisely see like we wisely to speak of this to those oh we wish to speak of this to those who will understand this is why we use tools in prophecy we do not need tools yet we do need tools for our experience as points of ex of expression some have points of expression that no longer need tools so preach as such we recognize all points of expression therefore we recognize all needs each point of expression expresses from their point of view so other points of expression may have that experience to decide which point of expression they would like to be next perhaps in the next moment or the next year or the next life there are infinite points of expressions at all times. We use the words time and space to express in a way that most would understand, knowing these do not exist. One fully understands the vastness of all when one leaves their point of expression to return to source. When one returns to source, one again becomes one with everything. We become the earth, the air, the trees, animals, water. We become everything. It amuses us that some think one leaves when one dies. Indeed, one becomes one with all. So each is breathing, eating, and living in the departed ones. This is a very important concept to comprehend because in so doing, this brings an end to grief in death and instead perpetuates eternal joy in life, which is spoken of in your books. We will speak on accountability another time. Namaste. Awesome. Thank you. Wow, that was a powerful message. <laughs> well, it seems very timely now with what's going on and people grieving over the loss of loved ones and, 
you know, and wondering what does it all mean and, you know, what's happening right now and, and, and also in, um, in just allowance of each other in differing points of view. One thing that stood out to me, and we've talked about this on the show quite a bit, is that oftentimes great truths, like universal truths, appear in opposition. So like you need time, but you don't need time. You need this, but you don't need this. Because one is true in the duality and one is true in the oneality. And yeah. it's, it's those that are really like the truths because you can you can see what, what am I, which point of view am I looking at it through from, the, from here where we're finite or here from where we're infinite. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And they, they use those words so that we can understand from our point of view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, one of my favorite things to, to say is, um, yeah, everything we've been talking about here has been completely a lie, and yet it's all the truth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's the illusion, yet it's the reality. Right. <laughs> At Access, we say everything is the opposite of what it appears to be, and nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. And, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's a really yeah. fun thing to say to your in-laws. It drives them crazy. <laughs> Don't they just think you're nuts? <laughs> yeah, okay, he's lost it. Yep. <laughs> well, they already think I lost it anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I know you were saying like you felt called to share that message now in this time. And I think a lot of us are feeling called uh, to hmm, um, further share the gifts that we have uh, with the world uh, for these purposes. You know, there's a lot of people in fear. Uh, because of the physical circumstances of the world and fear for not just their lives, but their livelihood. And, and, and if they're feeling all of the scarcity, not just in, um, you know, resources like food and, and whatnot, but uh, scarcity of connection with other humans and a lot of other things. And so I really feel like a lot of us who are called to the way of the healer, the shaman, or whatever our gifts are, are, are really being told it's time to share this with the world. Uh, and if you feel like that um, too, you know, in, in your own time, whenever you, whatever you feel right, but know that um, there are more people than ever who are ready to hear this stuff and are waking up for it. So I encourage people, if spirit's telling you to share your gift, sh start sharing and, and, and you'll be accepted far more than you probably realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I did just post uh, the link to Michelle's Facebook page, come home to your heart. So if you're watching on the replay or wherever, um, sometimes the comments don't post to YouTube for some reason, but if you just Google, actually I'll put it up in a banner. So if you're watching, you can uh, put this into your Facebook and uh, search for Michelle's page and you can connect that way and see where she has her upcoming events. You're going to be doing, uh, are you just going to do like an online crystal skull meditation on the full moon or what was your, I know we talked about it briefly. Was there something coming up? Yeah, um, I'll be doing an online crystal skull meditation um, that anybody can participate in if they'd like to for the full moon. The full moon has a lot of energy. It's been used for centuries in rituals. Um, it, it's a great time to release things, which is what our planet is doing at this time. It's making way for new ways of being, um, which is why all these things are coming up, fear, um, shame, anxiety, all the things that you addressed, Casey, and, and additional things. It's all coming up to be healed, not not to be amplified. It's coming up so that it can be healed. Yeah. And, and Mary's and, excited about that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? I, that was not the the one that I meant to bring up. <laughs> she was just like, ooh. And, and Mary was going down a whole different rabbit hole. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> oh, but I, and for those of you who have never experienced one of Michelle's meditations, I was sharing a little bit before we came on that the last time we did one at the, where was it the second to last one? But anyway, I set up to record it. And from the moment she actually called in like the higher minds and the ascended masters to the moment they left, left the camera equipment, everything just fried and there was a huge gap in the recording. So the energies that she calls in, you know, we'll have to just ask them, you know, please let us stream this, stream this <laughs> praying the technology. Um, but, but it's just, I, I felt it was a great, uh, you know, testament of the energies that she's calling in to work with. So even right before we came out, as soon as you, you introduced us, me for the first time to Mana, uh, we had all kinds of problems and Hank disappeared and this is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, there yeah. but I just got a quick little glimpse when uh, both uh, times that she had uh, uh, brought Mana out um, I got a really powerful glimpse of uh, their energy just for a second and they are very bright do you see Mana's energy is like do you see a lot of gold when you uh, communicate with Mana yeah I, I experience Mana as very um, earth energy, Gaia energy, healing. Like she loves people. She likes to be touched. You know, some skulls don't want to be touched. The first time I ever took Art out and he participated in a shamanic journeying circle, he told me on the way there, don't, I don't want anybody touching me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but she likes to be touched and, yeah, very golden light, and then there's some silver threads through her, um, through that too. Mm -hmm. And and everybody will experience the skull in their own way, and that's what's meant to be, you know. So that's interesting that you experience her that way too. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I find with spirit in general, like whatever your filters and lenses are, uh, spirit will present itself in a way, hopefully that you'll recognize. Like for when I started, I saw a lot of astrology symbols because I knew that. So I knew like, oh, if I saw Mercury when I was doing a reading, this person has communication issues. So like whatever your, whatever you know about, oftentimes spirit will communicate with you with the dialogue that means something to you and not just completely out of left field at least to start and then it gets i was gonna i was gonna say to start that's the case <laughs> but like I, for example i was doing a reading last night uh for one of the people who's in the apprenticeship and uh this being came through and i just go i have no idea how to describe this and she just started laughing and I'm like okay i'm gonna try and i'm like okay so they're definitely not from earth and they are like a, if you could cross a lizard with an octopus and a horse and a human. <laughs> wow. But like none of those things, but all, but all of those things at the same time. And she goes, oh my God, I have a drawing from when uh, like we, we were kids and like and I drew that exact, like what you just described wow. and this being has been with her. So yeah, and I have, I have, I've never seen anything like that. So yeah, to start out though, I, I do remember in the beginning, things would come through in a way that I was very, uh, uh, like a like a, through a filter that I was really familiar with, but now it's like <laughs> it just all comes through. So <laughs> yeah, definitely once you're once you're in the space of allowance and trusting what you get, then the door like opens up and you can get anything. But when you're first starting out, um, you know it speaks to you however you're able and ready to receive it. And I did just post too, since you mentioned the apprenticeship, uh, tomorrow starts the six week virtual training. So I threw a link out to that. Oh, you know, they're so excited. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, I am. <laughs> and so for anybody interested in that, we had to delay the apprenticeship uh, till next month because of the stay at home order. But because we had to make the students wait, we thought, well, why not do a six week virtual thing, which starts tomorrow. So on the new moon, very cool. <laughs> so it was very adamant. It's like it must start on the new moon or the full moon. And the new moon works perfectly, bringing us right up to the program. 
Very yes, cool. New thing. <laughs> and, and Mary was sharing before she she had hopped on late and was replying to an earlier comment that she did an Akashic record reading and she was present when, when Einstein was made in another lifetime she's aware of. So that was uh, pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. How does yeah. it get better than that? <laughs> it looks like yeah. she, she said a couple other. She she is amazing. Love healing. Safe. Oh, oh, is that about Einstein? I'm assuming. Um, possibly. I'm not sure. You can give us more clarity around that, Mary, if you'd like. <laughs> but Mary's one of the people when I was running her bars one day, like I was getting like this guide from spirit coming through and I'm describing it and she was already aware of the guide and it gave her all the validation. I'm like, yeah, I've never met a spirit quite like this. This is kind of like what it's like. And it was just like, yeah, that's that's my, my girl. But cool. <laughs> yeah, we're so connected. If we just talk to each other and, you know, share each other's energy and and really feel like you're in that safe space and um you can connect so much more with people that's where spirit has really come through for me in these past couple of years and right now especially uh, as there have been times in my life where i was content to just go off and journey for you know hours at a time every day and like it didn't care if i was sharing it with anyone but then spirits like listen community here with your fellow human beings is really important and you need to start connecting with other people and since i have things have just gotten infinitely more magical and um, it really is amazing to start to connect when we share our experiences like i've met people who are really hesitant to share about their spiritual experiences and they say oh it's it's for me only and if that's the way you feel that's perfectly fine enjoy that um, but I also know that in sharing about our experiences, uh, not only do we grow, it helps to validate things for us, uh, but then we really can just deepen our experience. And, um, and like you said, it helps us to connect with each other uh, in a way that, you know, connecting through words or just going out for coffee, you're never going to connect on that deep of a level as if you're like really sharing a spiritual experience. And if people are hesitant about sharing, there's a tool in Access that really helps. It's called Just For Me, Just For Fun, Never Tell Anyone. And before sharing, just really ask, will sharing with this person be a contribution to this or will it take away? And if you ask that question, then it kind of gives you a Geiger counter as to who you can share it with and, and know that you're in a safe space and who you might want to be more reserved to. Because like if I had shared with my in-laws all the stuff I've had experience with, it probably would have ended poorly. <laughs> so, so like there's it's just a really great tool just to kind of see like with Michelle, I can share anything about skulls and the, there's some things that's like, yeah, you only can tell Michelle. I'm like, okay, cool. And, <laughs> and, and, and other times where it's like, yeah, this is for everybody. And, and then you can it's just really good to be mindful of it. And Mary Ford was talking about Michelle and that Michelle, Michelle is a healing, loving, safe, definitely someone I love to be around. Thanks, Michelle. Oh, Mary. Thank you. <laughs> well, oh, I love and Mary too. And having just met you today, your energy is absolutely wonderful. And I really hope I get to communicate with you more, do more shows, but then also meet outside of that and journey and do all kinds of stuff. So yeah. awesome. I'm very happy that we connected today. Yeah. And speaking of journeys, uh, I know we're kind of wrapping up on our hour. Uh, Casey, when are you doing your shaman meditations? I know you had a reschedule one yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's going to be today. Um, and, <laughs> and I think that, so I, I'm probably shooting for around, I would probably say 3, 3 p.m. And maybe a little after that, but around 3. And I think I'm just going to, like, half an hour to an hour before, I'm going to put up the announcement so people will have time to see, um, which is normally not going to be like that. Normally they will actually be scheduled, but some things came up and we're shifting around. Um, so um, 
go to Shaman's Way on YouTube. Let me grab the link. Oh, I was gonna, yeah, you're oh. gonna get it faster than me because I have to switch accounts to get it. Yeah, so um, go to subscribe to the channel and, and turn on the notifications uh, if you do want to attend tonight's uh, shamanic meditation and that way you will um oh, where am i now with this <laughs> computer thing not not my words I'm, I'm like trying to do this at the same time uh but that way you'll you'll it'll let you know when the sh live meditation is starting um so then you can just hop on and if you happen to not um, catch the beginning of it or whatever, you jump in and you're like halfway through, but you think, oh, wow, that sounds cool. I want to go back. Uh, it will be archived so you can watch it um, once the live stream is then like re-uploaded. Or you can go back and whichever one calls out to you, there's a, quite a number of them on there right now. If one of the titles is you're like, oh, that sounds like what I need, go watch that one. Um, definitely. Uh, but the yeah. live ones are really cool. If you can join in live, it's really awesome to share the energy, like being in the same space and in, in the now um, with all of that. But right. and, I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going to I'm going to come on your thing tonight because I want want to experience that. It sounds amazing. Oh, definitely. Casey's yeah. very gifted. And he also does, we have some episodes where we just do channeling, where we ask Casey a question and he tunes it and channels from his guides. And uh, that's always fun too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I, I felt called to, I don't know what, but the, my guides are telling me uh, there's a channeled message coming. So check out Shaman's Way again. There'll be a channeled message. On there, <laughs> there you go. And if you are watching this on a replay and you uh, or you're watching it now and you're going to go back and watch the whole thing, if you're on Facebook, if you start a watch party, it helps us get the word out a little bit more as long as you're not afraid of people judging you for watching the crazy skull people <laughs> or, <laughs> or just having it on YouTube and uh, playing it in the background. All that stuff uh, tells Google and, and Facebook that our stuff is relevant and serves it up more organically. So if you don't mind doing that, we would... Um, you know, honor that contribution from you. Like, comment, share, subscribe. All that stuff helps us out on our quest to get our custom URL for our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want, I want to add one thing. You guys are so amazing. Thank you so much for having me on here. I have had so much fun. Like, Woo! And I'm I'm excited to do stuff in person with you guys and to meet you in person, Casey. Yes. Um, and and I just I I want to say though for anybody who's watching this that is feeling really lonely and that they don't have a connection with someone, you know, you're never alone. I know that sounds very woo-woo, whatever, but you really, you really are never alone. There are always people that will welcome you. And I'm, I just want to encourage you at this time, especially since so many things are virtual right now, if you don't feel comfortable, like being in person with people, just reach out to someone that you resonate with, say hello virtually and get in connection with them that way, get in connection with them um, energetically because you're not alone. We literally are all in this together. So please reach out to somebody that you resonate with. Well, cool. And Michelle beat us to it. We always do a final go around with a final thought and Michelle did it without us even telling oh. her. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and my, I guess my little wrapping up thought would be, uh, oh, and by the way, thank you. I feel, I feel the same way. It was so much fun to have you on today. Um, this is amazing. And I, yeah, I, I, we're going to meet in person and it's going to be absolutely magical when we do. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, my little final wrap up thought was, um, um, you know, for some reason I'm feeling called to say that people with the more um, 
logical mind that goes like, really communicating with crystal skulls and all of this, you know, um, let's say like kind of ask yourself, um, one, how fun would it be if all this stuff was real? And two, why not? Why isn't it? You know, have you tried? Have you really tried talking with the crystal skull? Have you tried communicating with your guides? So, you know, how if, you, if you've already made the decision that, okay, that's kind of like you said, woo-woo or whatever, you know, um, why not try the other way <laughs> and, and just experiment? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have the uh, worry about like, oh, you know, I'm probably just making this all up or whatever. Um, if you really are in the space of allowing and you start to ask for signs and validation and proof, you will get it over and over and over again. And I continue to get proof, even though I don't ask for it anymore, I continue to get validation and proof every single day about these experiences that I have in, in ways that are completely absolutely undeniable. Um, so if you're open and you're ready for it, spirit will come through, but you have to start and just start playing with it and having mm -hmm. fun. So uh, if you feel called, start right now, just whatever you feel called to do, begin. And I have to say too, this was amazingly fun having Michelle on. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and, and my final thought would be that as you start to enter into this realm of having dialogues with skulls or with crystals or with uh, spirit guides, to look at it through the eyes of oneness and how can I have a creationship with it instead of a relationship with it. And so recognizing the divine and everything and from that standpoint, like how can you work with someone or something to create more possibility versus how can I relate to something? Because in the relation part of it, we're recognizing us as separate, but in the one-ality, we're really working together and what can we create and create more possibility with. So, cool. All right. Thank you all so much for joining. Thank, uh, thank you, Michelle. Uh, it was absolutely wonderful. Stick around. I think one time we had someone hop off right afterward. We like to kind of talk for a second after if you have time yeah. uh, after we wrap up. But uh, thank you, everyone, so much for your energy and your yeah. attention. Yep. Thank a you. Nike, a Nike, a Nike.